Discussion piece. It's curious how we tend to stick to our beliefs in the face of contradictory information and even sometimes the hard facts. If we aren't voicing our opinions in friendship groups, at the workplace, or even with our family, the sneaky influence of confirmation bias is apparently permeating our lives. And of course, Aaron, you wanted to touch on this. You were looking at some stuff about confirmation bias. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day who I love dearly about electric vehicles. And it was a story that we've been covering that Hertz, the huge American owned um, car rental company yeah. back in 2021, had spent an absolute fortune buying EVs, uh, Teslas, all sorts of cars from GM as well. A fleet. A fleet of, of electric vehicles only to find out that the people who are meant to rent these cars don't actually want to rent them because yeah. of fears over how long the battery goes for if Range they're anxiety, yeah. Yeah, basically that. Now, whether or not those people are right or wrong, while I'm having this conversation, my friend said, I don't believe that is true. I didn't see it in The Guardian. And I said, oh, what do you mean? And then as we continued the conversation, it became really clear. I mean, we, we spent a lot of time focusing on right-wing organizations and, and, and the trouble with people who just get the news from one place. Yeah. But the point is it's happening right across the spectrum now. Remember that old saying, moderation, including moderation itself, as in, you know, if you're going to drink, don't drink too much. But every now and then it's okay to drink a bit because it allows you to let loose. Letting loose mm. is a great thing in human society. I'm not contoning uh, binge drinking, but when it comes to um, where we get our news from, yeah. I've got another friend who says, I just get all my news from, from Google because it's an aggregator. An aggregator is actually a great idea, being able to aggregate sources from different places mm. with different perspectives. I read The Guardian, even though I don't necessarily agree with everything it says, but I, I know when I read it, I'm going to get a particular perspective. Yeah. It's the same if I check out a right-wing news organization, I know what I'm going to get. There seems to be now, because of subscription models, that news organizations are giving the viewers what they want or the readers for fear that if they don't, they'll cancel their subscription. But that's the same with the algorithm, right? The fabled algorithm of exactly uh, your, your echo chamber on your Instagram So stories. you think you're right because everyone that you are seeing agrees with you. Exactly. What does that do to people? And I guess generations, we're growing up with the generation who've grown up on phones, grown up on social media. Well, I think it's also at a time, uh, you know, we watch our parents as they're getting older and they say that people get a lot more conservative as they get older. I mean, what's the saying? If you, if you aren't a socialist in your 20s, you don't have a heart. If you're a socialist in your 30s, you don't have a brain. We're seeing <laughs> this kind of um, growing older and becoming really... Uh, terrified of, of, of listening to other perspectives. And then the younger generation, the, the, the next gen, the millennials, mm. I forget which one we're up to, um, it, they are becoming a lot more activists. I'm seeing it in journalism. Journalism used to be about never having an opinion. Now, the only people who seem to be attracted to the profession, not the only, but a lot of them, seem to be people who aren't there to tell the news, but to tell you what it means. I find it interesting uh, when I'm in arguments or discussions with friends that I try not to be argumentative and whatnot. I try and tend, try and tend to listen. Do you think that is detrimental? There's a difference between debating and arguing. I think that debating is giantly important. I think a newsroom, for example, that doesn't debate the merit of a story, yeah. whether it should be covered and why, is really problematic. I think that- And we've um, done that here. 
Like Absolutely, we talk about it all the time because the in, in my in my belief, the best argument should win. That should be where we go. Shouldn't come from me as a proprietor. It should come from all of us as to how we're feeling about things. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it's interesting to uh, think about, and again, I'm wondering if we're being a bit sensitive or this is a generational thing where it's like, if somebody has an uh, opposing opinion, I don't know, there just seems to be slammed doors. I think the power of the media taught people that there was an opportunity to be an activist. So if you really wanted to make change in something, you could join a news organization. Mm. I watch some news bulletins and it's like half hour of hard luck stories about people who are having a really tough time yeah, in life. Yeah. Now I'm sure that's really important to them, but is it news or is that current affairs that belongs somewhere else? Um, and did the people who made those stories, who chose those stories, get into journalism to tell those stories? It's interesting you focus on journalism, I wonder how this discussion would translate to other industries and uh, water cooler discussions as well. Uh, well, you see, for example, in the aviation industry, everything that's happening at Boeing at the moment, when you have an organization, yeah. any organization, where people can't stand up and say, I don't agree with this, this isn't right, you see problems. Absolutely. All right. Well,